All right. Well, um, welcome to the first episode of what we have finally been able to record and talk about uh, League Rivals Radio. <laughs> yes, sir. Uh, so a lot has happened since, um, I guess, the time period from when we didn't have baseball and then we did. And now it's basically four days away. <laughs> from opening day opening weekend so to say oh man it's crazy it's back it was spring training is you know it's been weird too because it's i'm not going to start this off venting but again just there's yeah. no access to watch these baseball games up there obviously i'm being in georgia i can't watch the tigers nor the red Sox. it's always just braves coverage mlb network doesn't air the best games i'm like so I guess I'm going to have to go subscription-based <laughs> or something to watch these games. But it's back. So It's back. Okay, so you have so – where are you sitting when you go on Friday? Uh, right field. Right field. Right, right field, okay. Six, six rows up, you know, cheapest because I'm a, I'm a cheapskate. But – just to just to be there for the nostalgia, because this is technically I think would be my first ever opening day. Like old enough to at least remember. I'm sure I've been to opening day before, but this is my first one ever. So uh it's gonna be exciting. Um obviously no Riley Green, so it's a little less. But still, I mean Baez, Erod, Torkelson all on opening day is just gonna be it's gonna be enough fresh air for me. I think this is probably one of the more um, hyped opening days that people are excited for, too. I'm kind of annoyed that I can't really be there for it, to be honest. Because especially with 2021, I think that was the last year mindset-wise. People were like, all right, we're rebuilding. Give it a little time. 2022, I just don't really count that year for anything because of COVID. So it's been like the last couple opening days have just been like, eh, you know? Yep. So especially with the team, you know, looking the way they do, basically kind of kind of new, I would say. I think a lot of people are excited for it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know the numbers. I don't know the, the, the stands total capacity, but I'm sure it's going to be. I think it's don't hold me to it. We have the power on Google. I can look it up later, but I think Comerica's forty four. Forty four. I, I think mean, I weather would, depending, I mean, you're probably probably, probably gonna sell out. I, I think at least. I think I there's gonna be quite a bit of people. Yeah. I think there'll be quite a bit. And even if there's not a lot in the stadium, I'm sure the outskirts will also be filled. So um I'm excited. I mean Obviously, this isn't this isn't you know full playoff ready Detroit Tigers baseball, but this is at least uh, a product to enjoy and hopefully be able to get to love. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so uh, I'm excited. Um, I just want to you know growth would be nice. Um, it's asking a lot, but. I think I want to say that the most accurate projections for this team are at 77 and a half, which is for one, I think I've already listened to also other baseball podcasts. I just don't know if Vegas get, cause every, every bet like sports, 
anything betting, of course, always has like the Yankees as the most favorable team to win the World Series. And I'm just like, what are we do? Like, and I think that's a little slap in the face to the Tigers. I think the Tigers can get. I, I honestly, if that's the line at seventy-seven and a half, I would honestly take that over. <laughs> yeah, if I was a betting man, I mean, we won. We won over seventy. We won over seventy seven games last year, and this team mm-hmm. is is gotten. I feel like at least at least twenty five percent better, probably mm-hmm. more, due to an yeah. actual glove at shortstop. Um, obviously, was the main thing. Um, that alone. I think this is at least another five wins. I mean, yeah. So, all right. So, we're looking at the month of April, and the reason I was going to say when we'll do this next is the 13th is because the Tigers do start the year off with six straight home games. The Sox series, White Sox come to town for a three-game stretch during the weekend starting on the 8th, and the Red Sox come in on Monday the 11th. So, you're getting the best of both Sox there. I so, I. I did not realize we were getting the Red Sox that early. That's funny you say that. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm I mean, that's going to be tough. I mean, opening against those White Sox, those White Sox, I'm not positive, but I'm, if I was to look at odds, I'm assuming that they're the favorite to win the Central. So, all right. We'll go through the schedule first, but we'll talk that. We'll talk about that in a minute. Okay. Of, okay. Because the MLB playoffs have changed this year. And I am a little confused on how that is working right now. But we'll come back to that. Okay. But looking at – so that's also with – in a way, I don't want to say, you know, no injury is a blessing in disguise. But um, when you look at this first month of April that the Tigers are playing, White Sox to start three games at home. The Red Sox come to town. Those are two both games. Obviously, one of them, your division rivals. First four-game road trip of the year is in Kansas City. Um, probably should try to take three out of one. Obviously, go for the sweep if you can, but you got to win those away games. And the Royals, I just – you'll probably see Zach Greinke, but I just don't really have much confidence in the Kansas City Royals. No, absolutely. So, I agree. Um, day off on Monday the 18th. Uh, and then the Yankees come to town I three days that. in a row. I see that. I'd, so, like, I mean, I'd like to win two out of those for sure. Depending on hey, the pitching matchups. That's the thing. That's how you look at – I would look at all series, honestly. You just got to win the series. I mean, yeah, yeah we'll see who's um, who's kind of scheduled to take the bump that day and everything. Yeah. And then home versus the Rockies three games after that. So those should be – oh, that should be a sweep. <laughs> there should be no – there should be no excuses there. Absolutely. Honestly, I agree. Yeah. And then, yeah, off to the Twins. First time seeing Correa in the Twins uniform. Um, see how that goes. And then the Dodgers, you're – piss out of them. <laughs> starting the month off – or ending the month off in L.A. against the Dodgers. So, like, yeah, this Riley Green – obviously losing Chafin, too, is a big deal. So, Pineda getting this um, work visa situation kind of handled – more quickly than I thought everyone anticipated is kind of a huge step into kind of uh, filling that hole in, in the bullpen. I don't know why that just took me so long to say that, (laughs) but especially I was telling Riley green too. I mean, obviously I don't think there's a debate that Riley green most likely would have been in the opening day 
lineup that AJ Abs- Hinch would have put together. Absolutely. So um, I'm assuming I, I I mean you probably watch more uh, spring training games than I have, but the, I've watched spring training. But there's so many different teams with all the different players, and I'm like, I know Harold Castro has kind of like been brought up, and Victor Reyes might get more playing time now too, but. Yeah, I mean, I assume the opening day outfield roster will be Padue, Grossman, and I would assume either Derek Hill or Victor Reyes. Yeah, that sounds. Oh, yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. Because it sounds like they're going to keep Cameron in the minors, which is sure. Um, yeah, I didn't see much of a, uh, an improvement last year when he did play, so. Uh, at least Victor Reyes, I think, is still has a solid bat on him. Um, obviously, he's not that sexy outfielder you're one when you're like, oh, man, Victor Reyes is playing. But we just need guys to get the job done, at least hopefully until Green does come back. And if it's Victor Reyes, I'm okay with that. Because I'm almost positive. I think Derek Hill's still hurt as well so, at some sort of capacity. He, so. he might be. I'm going to go to just Jason Beck's Twitter and basically just see what I can find. <laughs> Absolutely. But um, I was also hearing this, you know, I heard this quote from another baseball account or creator, content creator, and I literally cannot remember who it was for the life of me. But I, the quote kind of stuck out. It was, you know, you certainly can't like win the division in April, but you can certainly lose it. You know, because all of these games matter. I think that's kind of yeah. going to put a little bit more pressure on this team, obviously, without Green. Torque there is definitely, you know, a big help in trying to win games early on. Yep. But you're facing some tough competition in, right yeah. off the bat in April. Exactly. Because you got, both, like you said, both Sox, Yankees, and then, I mean – I would assume that hopefully the easy series start coming out when the Twins and the Rockies and the Royals come to town. So it's kind of – it's half and half, I think. But obviously with the White Sox, Red Sox, Yankees right there, that alone could could be a – that could be a hurt, a hurt April. Because then at the very end of April, just when you think things are getting better with the Twins, you got the Dodgers, which, I mean. Well, that's what's – all right. So when you look at – I skipped – I didn't even look at the rest of the schedule. I just went straight to the month of September because these two months are seriously, I think, could either make or break the Tigers champions. So April was obviously tough. So here's the uh, schedule for September. Okay. Um, You're starting off on Thursday of the first of the month, ending a series home to the Seattle Mariners. That's not bad. I mean, Seattle will be chippy. You're then home starting on the 2nd of September to the 3rd and the 4th versus the Royals. So that's good, too. You take a, tr- a late yep, trip like to L.A. on the 6th, or 5th, 6th, and 7th, uh, but it's yeah. versus the Angels. So you're probably going to get Otani in one of those games, maybe Syndergaard, <laughs> if he's even still on the team by then. <laughs> yeah. Otani's Play the Royals for three. At home okay. against the Astros, home against the White Sox. Okay, but then Baltimore, and then Baltimore. I like that. So there's a, yeah, white at White Sox again. That'll be tough, depending on where the division's at, maybe. And then, but Kansas City. Yeah, and then Minnesota, and then the end Seattle. So I mean, at Seattle with a doubleheader. 
on Tuesday. That's going to be a late one. It's going to be a late one. But do you, too, like, I mean, hopefully the Tigers are in a a chance at that time record-wise where those games you don't have to stress over. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah, I mean, this team is going to be, you know, very interesting to watch. So I think, you know. Yeah, it's the young guys. I mean. I think that, gotta, that's what people are kind of most excited about. You got to lean on Casey, Turnbull, Scooble. Turnbull's out for the year, my guy. Oh, I forgot he is out for the year. <laughs> I keep forgetting that, too. I kind of feel bad for him. Uh, that explains the Panetta. That explains So, I guess – so, I guess – all right. So, hypothetically, then, who is your starting rotation? Erod most likely is – Erod's the ace on this team. He's got the most veteran presence. He's won a World Series. Um, knows how yeah, to pitch in if the I was to make it, yeah, Erod, Myers, of course. I mean, it's close between him and Myers. Obviously, Erod has the experience. He's been in. He's been in the role. It is. Um, it is close. I agree. Yes. I mean, obviously, I would have loved to see Casey start the year, just because obviously, it's Casey. But mm-hmm. I, I, I like what AJ's doing. I think it takes a lot of pressure off him for sure. Um, but obviously, I'd put Casey at two, uh, Scooble at three. And then it's tough between Manning and uh, uh, Pieta. I'd probably do Manning and I would Pineda say Manning. Five. Yep, Pineda five for sure. And then so opening day yeah. is Erod. Um, like I said, Lance Lynn is out for four weeks with an injury. So I was assuming that he was most likely going to be the starter. The, the starter for the Chicago White Sox that game. Uh, I don't know who's going to pitch that. I honestly have no idea who the hell is on the Chicago White Sox starting rotation besides Lance Lynn and uh, Liam Hendricks. Oh, it'll probably be Liam Hendricks. Yeah. I don't know why I was blanking on that. Yeah, you got it, though. Unless he's not hurt. Unless he's hurt, too. He definitely could be. I wonder if they already have that out there. They might, they might, but nonetheless, um, yeah, sticking it to the White Sox early would make me very happy. I think it would set the tone for the season. I think, yeah. I know it's a lot to ask for, but. Well, I don't know if you remember last season, the Red Sox started off the season being swept three games to none by the Baltimore Orioles. So that was a great way to start off a season. Yes. They win those games. Maybe they don't play in that wild card game, but who knows? Yeah. It's easier said than done, but yeah, right now they don't even have White Sox haven't even announced their starter yet. So yeah, I guess we're just gonna have to wait. I like it though. I mean, it's a lot to take in. And it's a lot to you know. It's a lot to try to figure out what's going to happen with this team, but um, what it's come down to, and probably has been the problem since I was born, was a bullpen, and being able to lean on guys like Fulmer now and Cisnero, and Soto, obviously. But other than that, I mean, it's just a bunch of – if they, I mean, it's a bunch of guys you got to hope. Funkhauser, Jimenez, 
I mean, even uh, even Charlin. Chaffin. Why did I say Charlin? Chaffin. Chaffin. Andrew Chaffin. Big country. Yeah. You need, <laughs> yeah. You, I mean, obviously, I mean, you just hope that these guys just do their job. Yeah. That's, that's just kind of the motto. You just got to be able to do your job. But we'll see, though. We'll see. Yeah. Um, Who are you most excited for as the new player on, on this team that's going to be there this year? New player-wise, it's got to be Torkelson. It's got to be Torkelson. I mean, obviously, I'm super excited about Baez. I know the whole free agent thing was a was a nightmare, and we, obviously, we didn't get Correa for some odd reason. Um, that that Minnesota move never made any sense to me. The money, the length. I can't imagine even it being the way uh, free agency has been with money-wise. I, I can't imagine we offered him anything less than that. Um, maybe he just didn't buy in. Maybe he just wasn't – maybe he wants to go to Minnesota have, I think – I forget how long his contract is. It was very short. I'm I think it's three years. Yeah, I want to assume he wants to prove himself for the next year or two and then go and get crazy money and crazy length for one last contract somewhere. But I love if he yeah. If he in five years were to sign for the Dodgers or with the Dodgers, I think I would, like, just run into traffic. <laughs> I was actually looking at that Dodger lineup the other day, and it looks like it, it's an all-star team. It's It's – it was like the salary. It's like building it in a video game with no salary cap. You're just picking every guy you want. But it's unbelievable. I <laughs> I can't imagine that team ever not being over 100 wins because I'm assuming. I hope they get bounced wins. in the first round. I I'm assuming an over 100 win season is coming for the LA Dodgers. So it's going to be interesting in the West again out there. I know we kind of just completely just steered off, but the, but in competition-wise as a whole, like, I mean, the Giants were a 100-win team last year. I don't know how the hell that happened. I don't know if it's going to happen again. But you already know, looking, the Dodgers are going to be a 100-win team. The Padres look like they have that chance to finally try to be a 100-win team. So, and there's luck, yeah. There's a it's a twelve team playoff. Yeah, so, losing to Tease, losing to Tease for those three months is gonna hurt. But I still yeah. do love the Padres. Um, but back to the shortstop thing, I think Javi Baez's glove has got to be top five in the league, and that's what we've been missing. You know, just a guy who can literally make the routine plays at short, which is gonna be a huge relief. Just knowing <laughs> I don't have to like have a mini heart attack when there's a hot shot going to Zach Short at shortstop. So That's true. That's what I didn't understand. Like, I understand, like, the standard was Correa. You had the elite glove and you had the power in the bat. Like, yeah. I understand maybe the concern with Baez's strikeout rate. But the yep. thing is, if you're already just going to replace the defensive liability that was at <laughs> shortstop, exactly. whether it was Zach Short there or God bless his soul, Nico Goodroom, like that is something you don't have to worry about. And if and if that was yeah. your point of was to try to address that defensive situation, you get bias. Yep. Maybe offense isn't there. 
Maybe. I don't know. I think he could exactly. probably hit I love He's capable of hitting 40 home runs. I mean. Yeah, I love the thought of the change of scenery for any ball player. I think that plays a huge factor. Um, also, the attitude. I mean, I knew he had a lot of problems with the fans in New York. And I, like I said the other day, I can guarantee you not a single – not a single Detroit actual fan is going to boo you if you strike out. He's a Midwestern. Five out of five out of ten times. Um, and I get that was a problem for him in New York, so I think it's going to be – I think it's going to be good for him. I think so, too. I think – I mean, he's also getting a chance to, you know, be around Miguel Cabrera while he, while he is still here. Yep. So, a lot to learn from him hitting-wise. Exactly. Um, Guys, last year I'm super excited about my first off is, is Candy. It's Candy Candelero. Um, uh, I had a stat here that he tied the league in doubles last year with Bryce Harper, J.D. Martinez, and Whitfield. And I did not – I think that. it's required. I think it's required every year that someone – that the top leaders in doubles for baseball, one of them in the top three has to be a member of the Detroit Tigers strictly because of Comerica Park size. Exactly. It's like required. Yeah, it's like it has to be a thing. But I, I saw that and I heard that and I was like, I, didn't, I mean, I knew he batted, I knew he batted above his, his average and above himself. And I didn't Wait, so how many, how many doubles was Candy at last year? Candy, let's see here. Let's see what candy stats were. Okay, Candelario stats. His doubles last year were... 42. 42? He had 42. I, okay. All right. So, I don't know if he's – I don't know if he'll hit 42 again. He's capable of it, clearly. But – Yeah. I'm not going to lie. I think I think Baez – I think him and Baez will actually both hit more than 40 doubles this year at Comerica Park. I, I, or will not over – not obviously 40 alone. But over the course, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think if you put the two into a pool, I would say over eighty doubles between the two of them for sure. If you put yeah. them together, even if like one succeeds more, like let's say Javi has like forty three, and then Jamer has like thirty eight, something like that. You know, I just assume that together they'll be able to do over eighty doubles, which is going to be awesome. Well, as a team too, I mean, you have four players. I think right off the bat that are able to hit more than 30 doubles. You have Torkelson. I mean, that's the expectation of something that he can do. So I'm believing that that could happen. <laughs> In the scope for sure. Yeah. Yep. Jonathan Scope, Jamer Candelario, and Javier Baez. Um, hell, even Badu. I mean, Shea probably Dude. might hit more triples, but Badu. Badu is all. I mean, Badu is also up there. I mean, obviously, him and Candy are very close. What I'm seeing in spring training from Badu, I, I would, I don't know what I would do to build a seed for him to continue the success he's having. I don't know what kind of offseason he did or what he has done, but he looks, he looks really good. He so, really good. is he the one hitter? I feel like he has to be. 
Because you're going to have some decisions to make if you're A.J. Hinch here. Mickey's yeah. probably going to bat fifth or sixth. I I, I hope so. I, hope so. <laughs> I, I, I don't – obviously, greatest hitter of all time has changed this franchise. I think it's – this is the year it's not 3-4 Miggy. It's 5-6 Miggy. So, 5 Miggy I'm cool with, sure. But five my Miggy. question is – so I think Baez earns that, that two spot. I think two. that's what makes it difficult, though, is that is Badu and Grossman both going to switch off from the one spot? Because if Badu is one – Bias two, you probably put Torque three, or would Torque now be four and Grossman three? And yeah, five? you know what's crazy is I what I would think actually would be would be Badu, Javi, Torque, maybe Scope. Maybe I don't scope think that's. Maybe I don't I, think. Yeah, I think that I think that works. Honestly. Just because I I forget what is that? I forget where Scope was playing last year. I'm pretty well, sure I don't he was know. A I don't know if I. Uh, I don't know if. I don't know if Grossman makes the top five. I. I feel like he could be six. I could see him playing six. Which is so too, but that's not a knock on him because he no, was wasn't he the two hitter last year? I'm pretty sure he was yeah. like top yes, three most of the. Yep. Yeah, Scope added 305 last year. I think that's just got. I think Scope's in your top four. Scope yeah. has to be in your top four. Absolutely. Bradley Green probably was going to bat eight or nine. Twenty-two home runs, fair. sixty RBIs. Absolutely. Um. Yeah, I mean, I gotta look. I mean, obviously, I gotta look how how Grossman did in that. Does season. Torque automatically just go fit right in the top four right there? Do you think AJ Hinch does that, or do you think he is that too much pressure to start me the season? Me as me as me me being me, I would I would absolutely love that. I think putting him right into the fire early is just what needs to be done, and. I could see him. I could see him batting third. I could see him batting third. Maybe. I I could too. I really. That's what's could. crazy. I mean, I obviously you have to still respect the veterans that have been here. So maybe you still, maybe you still let Grossman, still be a part of the main five. Mm-hmm. But I feel like you can't put Torkelson anything lower than, lower than six. Unless, unless I mean, I believe what he's doing. If he thinks that's where he needs to be, then that's where he can go. But I think uh, I can't remember our like opening day lineups um, shared the day before. They shared the morning of the game. Like I, I don't, I know we have like our starting pit. E Rod's on the boat. We, I know, I understand that. Yeah, works obviously made the opening day lineup, but is it day of game? I feel like it. It's gotta be i want to say it is that morning (laughs) that's what i'm saying yeah yeah um let me just get a picture here let me see if i can find um a projection of this lineup card i know that's what i was looking for earlier so funny, I, I look it up and all it comes up the 2017 opening lineup with Ian Kinsler, <laughs> Victor Martinez, Upton. Jeez. Um, I guess if I just look at the roster, um, I think for sure Badu one, for sure Javi three. Um, you're gonna per you're gonna. Bernhardt down there probably around seven, eight, nine, I assume. Yeah. 
Um, who else is going to be down there? I would assume, obviously, whoever's taking the Riley Green role will be down there. So Victor Reyes, uh, Derek Hill, uh, probably seven, eight, nine. Um, um, Candy though, where are you going to put? Oh, see Candy though too. I, I know. Really can't, Oh, man, because you can't – I can't disrespect Candy either. I'd put Candy above Grossman, to be honest. I mean, I would go – if I had to pick it, it would, it would go – my top six would be Padu, Baez, Torque, Scope, Candy, Grossman. I think is yeah. how I, I think that's how I would want it. But – and if you don't – and if you don't put Torque at three, then you just move everyone up. So I would put Scope – no, because then I'm missing Miggy. I'm missing Miggy, too. I know. Oh, I missed Miggy. Oh, Lord. Okay, so so I would go Badu, Baez, Torque, Scope, Miggy, Candy, Grossman. Which I think – I don't want that to disrespect Grossman, but I just believe <laughs> that – like, just with those – like, just with the with the potential of what that could do, I think it just is better. Um, I do too. And if you want to move Torque down to take pressure off, then you just move everyone up. So then you would go Badu, Baez. Maybe Candy, Scope, Miggy, and then either Torque or Grossman down there at six and seven, which I'm not mad at either. But I still, I can't put Miggy in that three, four. I think he's just, I think he's got to be a set fiver. Because yeah. I'd rather have Scope and Candy than Miggy, which is toxic to say, but I just, <laughs> I just can't, I can't see him in that three four spot. I love him at five, I really do. I mm. think five is going to be his place. A nice little five DH. Um, I think he's a set DH. I, I don't, I, I haven't really thought about what we're going to do for obviously. Well, because they changed the rules, though, right? Isn't it just set DH all year long? I forgot about that. Yes. Yep. So That's awesome. I was trying to think, like, oh, wait, where's Miggy going to bet when we go, obviously, to the other side? Oh, yeah. But, yep. But we're good, though. I totally yeah. forgot about that. That's awesome. I know. It's actually really good timing, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it really is. Um, and it makes the Dodgers that much more unfair. I <laughs> So funny you say that. I was because I I was looking at MLB's top like ten, top ten lineups, and obviously they're they're a good baseball team, and I mm-hmm. I'm not gonna be happy when we play them. Um, but I think that just is what it is. Um, but I'm I'm excited. This opening day is gonna be hopefully like a movie. Um, I'm excited for you, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm very. I'm very excited to see what Scope does at second. I haven't seen Scope play second since when he back when he played for Baltimore, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I I heard he's looks better, plays better. I've watched as much as I can of the spring training. He looks, he looks good. He looks ready. Um, I think that's huge that we didn't have to like go out and try to figure out holy fuck who's gonna play second base for this Tigers team. And mm-hmm. I think that's awesome that we got basically a, a buy one get one out of scope being able to play second and be able to huge bat. Cause I think, yeah. it's very, I think it's very rare nowadays to find a second baseman who can, who can bat over 300 and, and produce 20 plus home runs. 
So yeah, yeah, I think that's going to be huge for us. I'm excited. Yeah, I mean that's basically, and that's basically all we can do. I mean, yeah, the rotation is going to be interesting. Um, I can't believe I forgot about Turnbull like that. Man, <laughs> imagine if we had Turnbull. Holy, holy smokes! I would probably bullpen him. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean Scoobles just gonna have to take that role that Turnbull did the year, the year before, and just be that solid three, four guy, and just three mm-hmm. <clears throat> something ERA and try to rack up a nice eight win, nine win season, and go from there. Um, I'm excited to also see what kind of uh, what kind of pitcher E Rob will be for us, man. I hope I hope he's excited. Um, I think he's gonna love it. That that opening day lefty is just gonna be a thrill. I mean, I love the I love the lefty. I love the lefty coming in hot. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's gonna be unreal when the Red Sox come to town. Um, oh yeah, I think he's gonna go crazy. But <laughs> I like it though. I really do. I'm excited. See, I'm probably going to try to watch. Um, I'm going to try to figure out how to get some of these games so I can watch them, and then we'll be able to take I notes got, and have more. I'll be able to snag you an MLB, uh, an MLB thing. All right, because I'm going to try to get, like, the. I think I can get, like, Nessun subscription to see if I can watch Red Sox games. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try. Um, so. My buddy Mike gave me his – what was it? His uh, his MLB package, so dude, I'll throw a Venmo. <laughs> I'm not I mean, joking. He gave, it, he gave it to me. He gave it to me pro bono. I'll be like, hey, Mike, I got my buddy on, and I, it won't be a problem. So <laughs> I think that's also going to be awesome for what we're doing. Yeah. Here to be, for me to be able to watch as much baseball as I can this year to try to get my mind going is going to be awesome. Um, oh, honestly, so excited. I'm probably not going to play as much video games to be honest. I'm actually kind of like excited. No, I, I'm invested. Just watch baseball. I'm solely invested in this team. I know I say that every year, and I try to watch as much as I can. But um, but I'm I'm excited. Heck yeah! It's probably the most excited I've been about a Tiger team, obviously, since probably the 15-16 season. Yeah. So. But um. But yeah. Yeah, I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. All right. So we will see each other on the 13th after the Tigers play both the White Sox and Red Sox and the Red Sox play the Yankees and the Tigers. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we'll see you after the Tigers go 6-0. and Yeah, we'll see about that. <laughs> All righty. See ya.